You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. Hi, welcome to my mom's podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and today I have with me Jamie Martin. She is a life and leadership coach who helps women who have been going and going and going for so long they feel like they've lost themselves. Working with Jamie, her clients end up giving themselves permission to put themselves first, creating a plan, and going after their dreams. Her 17-year career in technology companies like DoubleClick and Google, combined with intensive coaching certifications, gives Jamie a unique perspective into what it takes to make a significant transformation for her clients. Jamie is also writing her first book on infertility and is an amateur photographer with thousands of pictures from her trips around the world, which is super exciting, Jamie. I can't wait to hear about some of those trips. Yes. Uh, Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Darlene. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I am so excited to have you here. Let's start with um, how are you doing? Like it's a year and a little bit into the pandemic. We're in the end of April now of 2021. How's life going? How are things going for you? Life is pretty good. Um, we, My husband and I both got our second vaccine shot about a week ago. So we're both like, okay, we're we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel. Um, granted, we both we had my son uh, eight months ago. So for us, it's been a nice opportunity for us to grow as a family yeah. and like really have the three of us be together. And that's just, it's a gift that we wouldn't have gotten without COVID. And I know, you know, it's, it's all the people who have passed away because of it. It's sad to, to think of, but we, we did get a gift out of this experience by really my, my son actually knows my husband. You know, he sees him throughout the day and it's, it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's true. Like there's so much devastation and heartache that has come from it, but we've also like, there's so many good things that have come out of this time. I know so many families are able to really spend quality time together and connect again and like get to know each other at a different level where life is so busy. I know for us, like before COVID, like between sports and after school activities and work and like family, friend, barbecues, like all the things we were doing, some days we were just go, go, go nonstop. And it's been nice to kind of hit pause and reset and really figure out what priorities actually matter and what we want to be doing versus what we felt like we had to, to like keep the kids busy and like do all the things. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that 
pause piece of things. You know, I think a lot of people are so ready to rush back into the craziness that we were at before, but like to, to be intentional about where we're going next and being able to say, wait a second, we can pause, um, especially for children. You know, I think it's really important for kids to realize they don't have to overbook themselves. Yeah. You know, because that's part of the reason why we keep overbooking ourselves is that if we keep thinking we can't just sit and breathe and relax for an hour by ourselves, then we're just going to keep perpetuating the experience of burnout. Yeah. And it, and you're so right. Like the times that I've been able to like sneak upstairs and take a 30 minute hot bath or sit on the couch in the middle of the day and just be, or go for a walk or like spend time with the family, like whatever those things were, like, it's just a different level of what we used to be able to do. And it's so yeah. important that we hold on to that as we, as the world starts to reopen, I guess is how you say it now, right? Like it's like right. it's normal, whatever yeah. new normal looks like. And yeah. I'm in California, which we're still, we're barely open. And I know some places are wide open and back to like almost like a normal schedule. And it's weird. Like, I'm still like, I don't know if we can do that. Like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> right. No. I know. I, I, I'm the same way. I'm my, my husband and I, even though we're, we're both vaccinated at this point, are like, well, maybe we can sit outside at a restaurant. Maybe. Yeah. We're not sure yet. <laughs> it's, but it's funny, it's funny how those, those simple activities that we're so accustomed to doing, like going out to eat and just having a good time, like how, like it's putting that little thought in our head well can we do this should we do this should we stay home yeah, yeah so for it's sure gonna be interesting to see how we all like transition over the next few months and see what that looks like yeah it will be interesting and I, I think the key for all of us is to to take it slow yeah you know we I, I keep kind of talking about it as a boomerang effect we don't want to go and whiplash ourselves back to where we were fully because all of us were burned out yeah you know, everybody was just struggling so much. And then we, we really had to rip the bandaid off to go to, you know, the pandemic mode and we don't need to whip ourselves back to that. Right. Like we can gradually go into the next phase of, of the world intentionally and saying, you know, similar to what you said, what are we going to keep? What aren't we going to keep? How do we like move through this and make sure that we don't end up back where we were? Yeah. And I love the word slow, like just take it slow, like take it baby steps, be a turtle. You don't have to be the hare. Right. There's no finish line. We get to like go back at our comfort and at our timing and when we're ready and it exactly. might be different than before. Like I'm definitely not interested in like a super busy lifestyle again like I I love a slow like I always say like my mornings I love a slow morning to start my day and I kind of like this a slow day even like for the most part too like it doesn't have to be so crazy jam-packed that you don't really get to enjoy it completely completely it's it's kind of um going back to almost in my head I imagine like the the slower pace of when you know you know, hundred years ago or 200 years ago where people would just get up, they would, they would go and do whatever the, the errands were, but the errands were still at a more calm pace, yeah. right? It wasn't pick up your phone and spit out a thousand emails and whatnot. So I'd be more intentional back then where now it's like, you can just sit down exactly. and 
can, everything's at the touch of the fingertip. <laughs> right, right. Stuff. And also the bad stuff too, right? Like all the, ha- like the bad habits of like looking at your phone first thing when you wake up instead of just getting up and enjoying your morning and not even yeah. thinking about work. Like most people are checking, like they know what's going on in the whole entire world within five minutes of getting out of bed. Right. So right. That, can, that can impact us. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely does. Especially with how much negativity we're bombarded with, right? You know, often the, the news brings out the negative side of the stories, right? It's very rare you get a positive story in the news. It's just that it's not sensational enough. Um, and that can actually over time really bring on depression, especially if you don't feel like you can do anything about it. And that's, that's really important. I actually have talked um, to a lot of people over the last few months about how do you take a news break, right? It's okay to still be able to step away from the news and be informed. Yeah. You know, it's not an all or nothing. It can be a week. You know, my husband and I typically watch the news on Sunday and we allow ourselves that we are in touch with the world, but yeah. it doesn't mean we have to consume it 24 seven. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, and there's so many different pieces that come with that, right? Like it can be, if you, if you start your morning with the news, at least for me, if I start the morning with the news, like it can change my mood quick. And I would rather just like come back to it at another time. So I love that you guys have like a weekly check-in, you know, what's going on, but it's not that daily consumption or that all day consumption, which some people do. And then it feeds the soul, all that negativity and all the stress. And like, we hold on to those things when we hear it. So. Oh, completely, completely. Especially, I I feel like too, especially for anybody who wants to do more, right? Because I, I'm definitely that person who I'm like, well, I want to go help those people out there. But you, when you hear the news, it's the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that you want to help and you need to decide what's, how are you actually going to go forward and, and assist and how does it look for you? Um, so it's important to protect your energy on that level. Well, Jamie, you're a life and leadership coach. I would love to hear how did you come into this industry and how did you decide to start your own coaching business? Yeah, definitely. So um, it really started back in college. I loved leadership development when I was going to school. Um, I lucked out to having access to a couple of different programs. um, And I always had in the back of my head, I was like, you know what, this thing, this leadership thing, I I, kind of want to learn more about it. Um, But being an engineer, I was, I said, I'm going to try out and, you know, going into software. Like I should just do the thing that I studied (laughs) for a little bit, right? Because why not? Um, and over the years, I got even more exposure to leadership. And that kept kind of that theme kept running through through my career of like, oh, this leadership stuff, this training, how do you actually present yourself as somebody who people want to follow, who want to invest? Um, and how do you invest in them? And my as I kept going, people kept tapping me on the shoulder. So even though I wasn't a formal leader, people would be like, hey, can I talk to you about something? And it was never about a project we were working on. It was always about where they wanted to go in their career, what they were gonna do with their career, you know, or something personal life that they needed advice on. And as I kept moving through my career, I was like, you know, I really like that aspect of my world, Um, but I didn't know how to move forward with that. 
Um, I had an inkling about coaching in general. My, one of my mom's friends, she was a coach. She recently retired for 25 years. And so I would tap her on the shoulder every few years and go, hey, can we talk about that coaching thing? Um, but in my 20s, I was like, no one's going to hire me. I'm 20. I don't have any experience. Who's going to hire me? And so as I kept moving up in my career, the more I realized that technology wasn't for me. Um, you know, I spent 17 years in technology. I ended up getting to an executive level. And at that point, I, I sat there and said, I like 10% of my day. And that 10% of the day was sitting with my team and coaching them. Um, the other 90% of the time, I was like, eh, I don't really like what I'm doing. Um, especially since most of that time, especially at the exec level, you're not actually working on doing um, things that support the growth and development of the company, so to speak. It's, it's a lot more fighting fires than I, I wanted and, and intended for it to be. Um, and so for me, it was the things that I really would gravitated to for my, I, I have a product management background. I wasn't doing, and I only got 10% doing the coaching stuff. And so my, my husband and I looked at each other at, at some point and I said, I, I, I need to do this. I need to do the coaching thing. I'm miserable. I'm overwhelmed. I've never been so exhausted in my life and like frustrated with my job. And at that point I had already moved a couple of you know, a couple of jobs to see like, is the grass really greener? Yeah. Um, right. And it, always I, looks greener. <laughs> it, always right? it always looks greener, I, except for the last job. I had somebody um, say that to me. They're like, you know, the grass is, isn't always greener. I said, no, it's just a different shade. Um, and it was, it was a different shade of green, but that's when I realized I was like, this isn't where I need to be. Right. Technology wasn't for me. It didn't align with who I was. And so I started doing the coach training program and absolutely loved it. It was just like, I felt like I was coming to my own um, and knew in the middle of it, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger. I'm, I'm going to start this up and, and go for it. Because if I don't, I will always wonder what if. And you're so smart because I think that so many people can relate to your story, right? Like we have this like piece of what we do in our careers that we absolutely love and we enjoy and we like thrive off of. But then there's like 90% of the other stuff that's like the political, the stuff we don't like doing. It's like tasks and like stuff that just has to be done that we do. Yeah. But we don't always recognize that that 10% is there and like how to hone in on those strengths and really like figure out like, oh, I actually enjoy this part. How can I do more of this and less of like this 90%? Did, do you feel like you knew instantly, like after looking back at what was going on, that that 10% like stood out so much for you that you knew exactly what path to go on? Or did it take you a little bit of time to figure out? It took me time. Um, I, I like to say that I'm, I'm the career changer who never actually changed careers. Um, so I, I, I just remember this one week in college and this kind of went through my whole twenties. I was an astronaut. I was a physical therapist. I was a doctor. My parents were like, just pick something, <laughs> just pick something and stick with it. And, and the funny thing is that I never changed my, I never changed my major. Um, and so even in my twenties, I kind of had that same 
general, like, oh, I think I'm gonna do this. I think I'm gonna do this. Um, but it wasn't until I realized I kept going back to coaching. I kept, you know, I kept going back to having that conversation with my mom's friend of like, tell me more about coaching. Tell me more about coaching. Tell me more about coaching. And that's when I started connecting the dots was um, in my mid thirties, I started being like, okay, I keep going back to the coaching and wait a second. The thing I love about my job is coaching. And that really stood out because I had a manager who asked me, said to me at one point, he's like, think about all the things that make you bounce out of the office and write those down. And then think about all the things that you, when you leave and you hit the elevator, you're like, oh, that was a terrible day and write those down. And I never wrote them down, but I kept getting like, I bounced out of the office every time I had one-on-ones with my team, every day that I had one-on-ones with my team, I was bouncing out of the office. The rest of the time, I was just like, the weight was there of all the other tasks I was doing. Yeah, I love that you were so like well in tune with yourself to notice like which things about what you loved clicked. Because my background is retail management and I did like HR training development, like promoting my employees, coaching, all these things. And when I found business coaching, I didn't even know what a coach was at the time. And as I was looking into this career change, I was just looking for something new to do. And business coaching kind of fell in my lap. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm like, those are all the things that I love doing. Like I love helping my friends. Like I was always the person in high school and even junior high, like if somebody had a problem or had a question, they came to me <laughs> and they were like, Darling, what do you think about this? Or how should I handle this? Or what should I do? And then when I like realized what coaching was and I looked at my, my career path and retail as operations, you know, doing all the coaching development training stuff. I was like, Oh, like, this is what I'm amazing at. This is what I love. This is like my life's purpose, my work that I'm supposed to be doing. I just didn't know I could do it for myself. And in like a totally different way than what I was doing at the time. So I right. one of those things, like once you figure out your strengths and like you recognize it, it's impossible to not listen to that, listen to that calling and like start leaning in. You're like super curious. You're like, wait, I can do this for myself and I can like pick my own hours and do this like full time, not 10% of my time. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent of my time. So it was pretty life-changing. I'm like, oh, like it was like the light bulb went off and you're just like, where, why, why am I just knowing this? Like, where has this information been the whole time? <laughs> right. It's, it's that shift of perspective, right? I think a lot of us are, are told, Hey, this is the career ladder you're supposed to take and you're, you're safe if you're in a corporate setting, yeah. right? You're, you're, you're going to be secure. You're going to be able to move up. You're going to be able to do all this stuff. And, and that's, that's not always right for everybody. Yeah. Right. It's, it's just, it's not. And, and you had the the ability to actually shift your perspective and be like, wait a second, there's another way of looking at this. And that's that's one of the things I love about being a coach is being able to help other people see from a completely different angle what what's going on around them. Um, and even from a career perspective, you know, hey, what else could you be looking at um, for, for what's gonna fulfill you the most? Yeah. And- people don't know what they don't know, right? Like they need someone to bounce ideas up, to connect with them, to inspire and motivate and like say, hey, let's look at this from a different angle. Like just take a second and look at what life really could be like for you. 
And that's, yeah. you know, most of us don't know that we can do that until like somebody shows up and they're like, oh, like, what? Tell me more. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's amazing how many of us live our life being like, this is what's expected. This, I'm just supposed to be miserable. Yeah. I'm just supposed to be miserable. I'm supposed to go to my job and be cranky about it. And it, it really doesn't have to be that way. Um, yeah. and, it, it, and it doesn't always have to be about changing jobs or career either. And that's what I think is brilliant is that, you know, as you start to get connected a lot more to who you are, you may find that you're, you're just shifting some of your tasks, right? So I've worked with people, um, one of the first teams I managed, I was really intentional about how my team was divvied up work. Um, and a lot of it had to do with what they loved to do. And at that time, we didn't have as much of our typical work we were doing. So we were doing implementations and we didn't have as many new clients coming in. So I was able to outsource some of them to other departments, but I made sure I looked at who was doing what. And one person really wanted to get into project management. So I made sure she got that in that route. Another person was really more interested in the marketing side. So I made sure she got access to that. And then when we start to think about changing our careers or our day-to-day, it's really important to advocate for yourself to a manager and say, I love doing this. How do I take on more of this work? And how do I take on less of this? Um, And just even shifting that by 10% might make the world of difference in how you approach your your job. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely something that 15 years ago when I was in retail management, like you didn't like it, it wasn't a conversation that was easy to have, right? Like where now I feel like our world has shifted so much, especially over the past year. Like people are more open to those conversations. People are willing to like say like, what what do you wanna do? What lights you up? Like, how can we promote you within the company or give you more access to do some of the things that you love so that you can keep those employees engaged and not make people feel like, oh, like I don't wanna do this anymore. And they're always looking for something else and looking outside where they can actually look within and figure out how they want to make those changes. Definitely, definitely. And it's so important to be, when you are a manager, being open to those conversations um, because it can make it can make the difference between keeping a great employee and losing that great employee. It can also make the difference in a performance, like somebody who's not performing well too, right? They may just not be performing well because 90, you know, 75% of their day, they don't like those tasks. And it's not even that they don't like them, they struggle with them, right? Um, and, and if you were able to shift it by 10%, it might make a completely different, pers- take, give them a t- different perspective um, and turn them into a rock star. Yeah, absolutely. So when you transition then into starting your own coaching business, what were some of the biggest obstacles like for you, like transitioning from like employee to business owner and then like putting yourself out there, marketing and all those pieces what things were like the biggest struggles? I think the biggest struggles were the, well, I would say two things. One, narrowing down what to do in terms of marketing, right? I knew what to do in terms of being a coach, right? I knew that, I understood that. But marketing, there was so much out there that, you know, and I I was in marketing technology, so I almost had a, a, a disadvantage, ironically, because I knew how much was out there. Um, and so you start with almost analysis paralysis of like, 
what should I do? And then you add on top of that, everybody who wants to help you, you know, your, your family who wants to give you advice. Like, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, and it became very much this, like, I felt like I was, I was drowning in what I should do and not really getting clear as to what I wanted to do and how I wanted to grow my business. Um, and unfortunately, you know, with, with coach training, love them, love training programs, but they are not business people. No. <laughs> they don't do a good job training. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, my coach training knows this They I already gave them all the feedback in the world on this, so they won't be surprised. But uh, as a result, it felt like spaghetti on the wall often. And so those were the biggest challenges for me. But what I would say is that I actually got a business coach myself and said, all right, I'm going to have somebody help me figure out how to get, get the meat out of the fluff. Um, so even though that's a terrible and terrible way of describing it, <laughs> Yeah, but I totally get like you get it. Like, you need like most training companies teach you what how to be amazing at what you're gonna do, but they don't teach you the mark the marketing strategies to it. And it takes time to figure out like okay, like there's a million different ways you can market your business. And typically, what most of us do, and this is what I did in the beginning, is I watched what other people who did the same type of work as me. So I'm a business coach. So I watched other business coaches and I was like, oh, they're marketing this way, or they're doing this, or they're dressing this way. They're showing up this way. And so I started to emulate those different things. Mm. And I found really quickly, actually, it took me, I won't even say quickly, it took me a little while to even realize it, but it wasn't working for me because it wasn't the right strategies for me to do. They worked for them because they worked for them. But each of us is so unique and different. Like you can't do the exact same strategy as somebody else does and expect the same results when you're a totally different person. Like you might get some of those results and you might have quick wins and different pieces that come with it. But when you really lean into who you are and play to your strengths and connect with people the way that like you're meant to connect with them, that is when like your business can really transition and start to grow and become consistent with clients. But that was, it took me a while. It took me like two years to realize like, oh, like I can just show up as Darlene. I don't have to pretend to be something that I'm not. I don't have to dress. And so I was wearing suits and like definitely didn't feel comfortable. And like when I was showing up to network events, I almost felt, I, I joked that I was like a little girl playing dress up in her mom's closet. And I felt that way. I felt like I was wearing somebody else's clothes. I'm like, this isn't mm. me. And when I started and like really connecting with myself of how I wanted to be, people got to know Darlene. And that was when they're like, oh, like, I know what you do. I know who I can connect you with. Like, let me introduce you to this person. And so like, that's one of the things I think that so many of us get lost in is we're like, okay, there's so many things to do. I'm just going to do what somebody else is doing. And we don't really take in that time to say, oh, like, what do I want? How do I want to yeah. work? Do I like going to networking events? Do I like being interviewed on podcasts. Do I like doing YouTube videos? Like you don't have to do all three of those. If you love them all do them. But if you hate right. video, but you love audio and networking, like do the two that you love and don't do the one that you hate because you're not going to show up the way that you want to anyways. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And, and if you don't like suits, don't wear suits. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I mean, I, I always joked that I'm, I'm probably one of the only people who wore a hoodie to one of the best steakhouses in Chicago. Um, but that's who I am. Like I'm, I'm, 
you know, I'm far more casual partially because, I mean, I worked in technology (laughs) with a bunch of engineers, you know, but that's just, it's who I am. So I, you know, I don't think I have a suit in my closet anymore um, because I I might have one now. One. I got rid of all of them. I had a lot for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, But like for me, I'm like, all right, this is, this is who I am. You can give or take, take, like if, if, you don't resonate with me, that's fine. And same, the same way with my, my, how I look at like talking to people in terms of my business. If, if we don't resonate, I'm still going to help you try to figure out who will. Right. So, and I think that that's really important. And I think it's very, it's, it's the key is to really make sure, especially for coaching that you resonate with the coach. And so I would hate somebody to just say, well, you're the only one I've ever met. And so I'm going to go with you. Um, if it doesn't resonate and I think, so, and I can help you find the right person, I'd rather do that and make sure you get the, like the person for you. That's going to be in your corner. That's really going to make the biggest impact for you. Yeah. And that's the, the great thing about having those conversations with people is like, you get to learn like, oh, like actually we're going to be a great fit. Like we have similar values. We have the similar person or not necessarily similar personalities, but our personalities connect and we really get each other. And I'm going to be able to support you through this process. Or you watch for those little flags where you're like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, I don't think this is going to work. Let me introduce you to somebody who I think is going to take great care with you. And you know, you don't have to take every customer. And I think it's funny because especially when most entrepreneurs start, right? Like we take every single we work with everybody. Like I, when I started my business, I worked with an attorney, then a landscaper, then like a retail store. And then I was like, it was great. I loved working with all of them, but I had no like consistency. Like I was like almost recreating the business wheel every single time right. I worked with because their industries were so separate and so different. And then when I realized, okay, like I actually love working with service-based entrepreneurs. Like when I started focusing on the, that group, like all of a sudden though, my messaging got clearer. People started to go, oh, I know a service-based entrepreneur. Like, let me introduce you to this person or connect you with this person. Where before my messaging was like super broad and they were right. like, I was getting random referrals and some of them would work and some of them wouldn't. And some of it was like, you were saying like throwing spaghetti at the wall. Let's see if this will work. I think I can help. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. But like, it's important to like, really like figure out like, who do you want to work with and how do I want to connect with this person? And also noticing too, like being okay, like confident and comfortable in yourself enough to say, we're actually not a good fit. And I'm going to send you to somebody else is probably like the most bravest thing you can do as a business owner, because most of us are like, you know, in the beginning, you're like, let's work with everybody. And when you finally realize like, I don't have to work with everybody, I'm going to call in the right types of people, like a magnet, right? Like you're attracting the right people to you and you're repelling to a degree, like the ones that are not going to fit. And if they sneak through the cracks, then you just, you know, help them go back where they need to go. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. And I I even love that beyond just entrepreneurship. You know, I think that is such a, it's a strong company that says we are not a good fit. Yeah. We, we cannot provide for you what you need out of us, but here's a business card for somebody who can, right? And I, I wish even more bigger companies um, would do that because especially kind of going back to my product management experience, the number of times we've created Frankensteins because companies just didn't know how to say no. Yeah. 
And you could have a brilliant solution if you just focus in on, hey, these are, these are the people I want to work with. You know, these are the kind of companies I want to work with. And I'm going to service these people really well. Um, and companies who do that actually do far, far exceed everybody else. Absolutely. I love that you said the Frankenstein because I've used that before, like putting together like a Frankenstein business where like all the pieces don't necessarily match up because you're trying a little bit of everything and none of it's like what is right for you. So it's like that Frankenstein or Mr. Potato Head <laughs> where like the parts right. are on in the wrong spot. And you're like, wait a minute, this isn't working. What's not, why is it not working though? And like, you have to take it apart again and put it back together in a way that's right for you and your business. For sure. For sure. What would you say is your definition of success for you? You know, it's funny. I always ask that question of other people. Um, and it's been a while since I've, I've had to reflect on that myself. But I would say really success for me is, is being in alignment with my values and who I am as a person. Um, so really, it's I, I am a very heart-centered person. I've always cared about humans first. Um, you know, even as a product person, I always cared very much about making sure I was satisfying the end user's goals and, you know, overarching, that's that's just who I am. I, I want to make sure I'm helping people out. Um, so for me, success is just at the end of the day, knowing that the work I'm doing and the, you know, the family I'm raising and the relationship I have with my husband is all around my values and making sure that I, I keep communication open and that I'm growing yeah. myself, you know, that I'm not satisfied with just sitting here and going, okay, pat myself on the shoulder. I did great. Right. It's like, well, no, what else can I do? How else can I go, you know, further with things? Um, so I definitely look at it a, a bit more than just my business itself, but more that whole family, the whole relationship in life in general, but it's a, it's a lot about alignment. Yeah. And it's so true. Like when our businesses are in alignment with our family and our families in alignment with our business and like those things are connecting, it doesn't have to be perfect every day, but it gets to be, I call it like an ebb and flow almost like your, your, when your family life and your business life and your personal and all those things just kind of like come together and like ebb and flow, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be perfect for you and like what, where you're trying to go in life. And like, I know for me, some days, like my day is busier and I'm doing more work stuff. And some days my day might be more family focused and it it's okay. Like I used to think like, oh, I have to like have all the pieces, like the business has to be hundred percent focused. And then the family has to be hundred percent focused. And when I realized like, no, like sometimes it's like a teeter totter and some days you're going to have something on your schedule that for your business that you're going to move to the next day because your kids need you or your spouse needs you or you need something like you just need to take time for you and like go take that hot bath or go for that walk like whatever it is and i'm like oh like it's it was life changing because so often like you feel like you have to do it all and you have to be great at all the things and i'm like oh mm -hmm. you can just be great in general and like they, they can all coincide together. It doesn't have to be separate containers. Definitely. And I don't think it can be separate containers, you know, for as much as we like to think that we can compartmentalize our work life from our personal life, um, they all intertwine. 
yeah. in some way, shape and form. And what I've noticed too, is when you, when you come in and address one, you often end up addressing the other one. So I had, I had a client come in who very much was focused in on wanting to work on a professional life, but as a result of a pregnancy, we had to shift. And we spent our whole time together working on completely all personal stuff. But at the end, she was like, oh my gosh, Jamie, all of this can apply to the reason why I came to you. Every single thing we worked on, even though it wasn't directly related to like my goal for hiring you, ends up being directly related. You know, I can use all of it. And I think that that's true um, for everybody is that the things that we we try to carpent oh my gosh I can't say that word right now carpentinalize I know <laughs> um, end up actually interweaving so much more you know we bring our energy from home to work and from work to home and it it it's always that way so we have to be very intentional about how we shift our energies and how we actually use that time and and space with with both sides. And I, and I think the training comes from like that corporate career though, because I know when I was in retail management, when I was at work, I was hundred percent at work and I had to be there and I couldn't take a vacation because something was always happening. And like, I had to be there. And I felt like, oh my gosh, this company would fail <laughs> if they didn't have me because I they made me feel like I had to do all these things and all these pieces to it. And then when I was at home, like I, like, it was like that balance. Like I, I could I didn't have like a great space where I was like, okay, I can be at home and at work and like have that like flexibility. It was like, no, you need to be here. You need to focus on this. And then when I was at home, I was worried about something at work. And I felt like I was like failing as a mom because I wasn't giving my son, my oldest son at the time, um, like the attention he needed. But mm -hmm. then like, as I became an entrepreneur and I realized like, oh, like you can have it all. You don't have to have like family. It's not separate buckets. It's like, it's all the same container. Yeah. And that was huge. And that was what I wanted. Like that was what my soul was crying out for when I worked in retail management. And I was like, how do I do this? Like, this can't be how life is. Like, this is hard. Like I can't be great at both things because I feel like I'm failing at the whatever one I'm with, I'm failing at the other. Um, and so when I realized that as an entrepreneur, I was like, oh, I can actually have it all. I can like create that flow that I'm looking for. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I think it's, it's important for us to, you know, outside of even just entrepreneurship is challenge the corporate mindset, Yeah. you yeah. know, because it doesn't have to be that way. Um, we don't have to think nine to five, which I think is really funny that we say nine to five. Sorry, I'm totally going on an aside, but it's really eight to five people. We don't, I don't know anybody who's like hours are nine to five, um, total aside, but I think it's, it's important for us to keep, um, pushing that boundary of saying it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can, regardless of our career, regardless of where we are, be able to be both present with our family and still do an amazing job at work. And it doesn't have to be. It's not one or the other. It's not one or the other. And it doesn't have to be you sitting at your desk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With face. If only I could have had this conversation with me when I was in retail management. <laughs> right. <laughs> what we know now, like I'm always like, I wish I would have known some of these things back then. Cause wow, like life could have looked so different. Yeah. But we, I guess we learn it when we're supposed to, right? <laughs> we learn it when we're supposed to. And I'm, 
I'm a big believer in the we're where we are because of our past. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And and our growth is really about that. And and it's it's important to honor that our past is is brilliant, no matter how many road bumps we've taken. Absolutely. Like we were on that path for a reason. And that's what yeah. got us to where we are today. And so we exactly you, almost, you can't change it, right? It's part of who we are. It's embedded in yeah. us. It's part of our story. It's part of our messaging. It's part of how we get to show up now. So you have to lean into those things. And those are like those are pieces now that I can use in my business. And I can like teach other people the things that I wish I had known back then. I get to teach now. <laughs> exactly. Which is awesome because it's, you know, if, if we all knew it life would be kind of boring. Right. Right. But now it's like, you get to teach, you get to say, Hey, this is my experience from this. And this is how I, I was able to come out of it. Um, which is always a lot more fun because then people, you you could, like you said, you get to tell a story. Absolutely. Jamie, this has been so fun. Um, I have a couple of rapid fire questions for you before we wrap up, but I love our conversation. I just love like the work that you do and how you show up in the world to help support other people like make those transitions for themselves is so important. Thank you. Uh, great. So a couple of questions for you and just whatever comes to mind, top of mind, like don't think too hard on these. Um, do you have a morning routine? And if so, what is it? Yes. Um, it's wake up with my son and feed him <laughs> and then feed my husband and I. <laughs> That is the morning routine, um, but he's been waking up later. So I actually started reading a, a little bit of my book before I go and get him. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm always curious, like what people's mornings look like. I don't know why. Um, what is your favorite way to recharge? Like when Jamie needs to reset or like get back into your groove, like what do you need to do? How, where do you like to go? What does that look like? I like to get outside you know, it's, it's about going for a walk. It's about getting in the garden or we have an arboretum close by getting, just getting out in nature and, and breathing in the air and just kind of clearing my head. Awesome. And who has been the biggest influencer in your life? If you could name one person. Wow. The biggest influencer in my life. Um, one person. Ooh, one. Top of mind. <laughs> Top of mind. I'll, I'll go with, it's actually two people. Um, and I know you said one, but it's two. So I would say it's two of my, my mom's friends. Um, one is, a, is the coach I mentioned earlier who really inspired me to be like, I can go do this. Um, and then the other one was one of her friends who always changed her career. She was always reinventing herself, not because she was lost, but because she was so interested in other things that she wanted to keep reinventing herself. And I think that that's the key. She wasn't lost in trying to figure out where she landed. She just loved a lot of things. And she's like, I'm gonna try this today. And I'm gonna try that in a year or two. And I'm gonna try that. And those, I kind of always tap into those two people. I was like, ooh, what am I gonna be you know, right now? How, how am I gonna navigate the rest of my life? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and you can totally sneak in too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my last question for you, and I know I cannot do this today, but if I could give you a, a plane ticket and you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? I would go to um, anywhere where there's an elephant I can visit. 
Um, there's actually a elephant sanctuary somewhere in Africa and I can't for the life of me remember it, but that is where I would go. Um, they are my favorite animal, have always been my favorite animal. And I would just love to be able to support them in a way that really helps heal them over there, you know? Um, and there's, there's a couple sanctuaries that, that really help. Um, save elephants in, in Africa. Awesome. That would be a super fun trip. <laughs> yeah, it would. One of these days. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know everyone's going to want to connect with you. Where do you, do you like to hang out on social media anywhere or do you have a website? Yeah. So I have both. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Jamie Martin coaching. And then my website is www.jamiemartincoaching.com super simple. Okay, perfect. Yeah. And I know you have a free gift for everybody as well. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I do. So I um, do a presentation on how to make time for your goals when you're drowning into dues. And so anybody who is interested in that, there will be a link um, below that Darlene will put on so that you can get access to that presentation and learn a little bit more about how to carve out some more time for your goals. Not everybody else's. The keyword there is your goals. <laughs> um, so that's my gift for everybody. Awesome. Jamie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on the show. It's been so fun connecting with you and hearing your story. You too. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. That's another wrap of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I will see you next week. Go out there and make it happen. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, have an amazing week and we will talk soon.